0: Hello. Uh, quick update: We said we were going to be releasing D and episodes over the next month uh, until we have a bit of episodes ready for you guys to come back into campaign two. Um, unfortunately, there's been some technical difficulties, which means that some episodes aren't available at the moment. And as such, we're not going to release any of them because I don't want to release uh, in. It's a silly. Um, I'm making my own little political. Uh, panic, where they're all lovely, but I don't want anyone to feel like I have a favourite. Speaking of favourites, I'm going to be letting out my game I did, because um, I am my own favourite. Um, we're going to be releasing the prequel episode of Campaign 2, which was my game, Indian Day. It's the third game out of the free, and um, it everything that happens in it directly ties into the main campaign of Campaign 2. Uh, so you'll hear those over the next two weeks. You'll be hearing part the first part of that after this little announcement thing following that um we're gonna do a fun little thing that i've been writing over the last few months um in something that the players don't know about so if they don't listen to the episodes they're none the wiser if they do listen to the episodes they're probably going to start writing these notes down and there's gonna be a little level of metagaming but we're gonna um let out what's been happening in the background whilst they've been running around in nomadia playing around with tom welsh and uh all the things that have been happening krendel you're gonna find out what's happening on the bad guy side of things so it could be played out with some character stuff with one or two of our ladies uh being characters in like a one shot it could be uh read in like a, a played out kind of character in the world telling the hero's story sort of thing There's many options that could follow, Um, currently it's going with that latter option, but there are options that I've got available which, you know, I'll work out once the recording things have happened. And you'll hear it all as if nothing has ever been queried at all, because that's the job of my sound design team, known as Steve. Anyway, uh, so yes, next few weeks you'll be hearing that we'll finish all of these with a quick roundup of what happened over the last few episodes of campaign two so the week after that episode will be the return to campaign two you know where we are we know where we are everybody's happy bob's your uncle anyway thank you very much for listening please go and give your love to bingo bang bang who should be as we speak enjoying the uh, the joys of married life and um we'll see you on the other side bye oh no oh no ah oh, the, the tech has screwed me um so i just need to quickly fix liam i'm gonna fix liam whilst we say hi hello everyone welcome back to the stream hi. um it's just because um when we've logged in and logged back out um the uh, the, the delightful little uh, little bit at the top has come back in so i'll just take that off with a hundred and thirty tell that he's got an x splitter on there we go boom yeah. hello welcome hi uh, <sighs> here we go again welcome back <laughs> to d and D for the last time one last time well, relax have a tpk yeah. with me <laughs> um,
1: no.
0: i joke it, it this should be a fairly fun fight um on the on the end of this one um but yes hello welcome all back to d&d before we uh before we we do our our final bits shall we just have for the final time emma do you want to tell us a bit about why we're doing d&d for any new viewers who've come back in um welcome
1: to d&d thank you for joining us at the tail end of it for the final third um d&d is a uh was a crazy idea that i had um to raise money for a hospice in Leicester um, that looked after my dad last year before he passed away, and I had this crazy idea of doing 24 hours Dungeons and Dragons, and I asked these lovely people in our podcast if they would like to be involved. I said yes, but let's not do 24 hours because that's crazy. So we're doing 12 hours. We've had um, two games already. We have one game left now, uh, which is going to be DM'd by Steve. Um, and thank you for joining us. If you've been here all day, have inspiration um, mm. and all the applause. Well <laughs> done to anyone
0: who stuck us out throughout the day. I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah. well done. <sighs> we, we all had something to do. You just had to sit and watch, and that might be harder than actually than actually playing it. But, um, so far today, we have raised one hundred and thirty-five pounds. It's amazing for Loros which is amazing um, so thank you thank you to anyone who's donated anything um, you are all amazing and if you didn't donate anything you are still amazing because you are here, you are watching us, you are supporting us um, we are a tiny podcast we have zero funding, we make no money, so thank you for your support it is wonderful
0: indeed thank you um...
1: I should say, if you would like to donate during this last bit, um, you can go to JustGiving, uh, justgiving justgiving.com forward slash BAMF, which is B-A-M-F 84. I mean, you can make a donation there. And then potentially you can donate through the streams, but I'm not entirely Uh, sure. Not
0: on this one, unfortunately, because I'm I'm not a fancy one.
1: So uh, you can go to JustGiving or contact us and ask us where you can send checks, bags of gold pieces and the like, and we will give you an address. Um but yeah that's that's the last time of doing an introduction. Um my camera works currently which is good. Kind mm. of wish I tried it for the second game so you could have all seen the costumes but hey we've got it now But however long it lasts.
0: Mm.
1: So um, let's get game three underway
0: excellent i'm just gonna knock that down um first of all just i know i, I don't want to get a little soppy here but at the same time i've had to put up with you free all fucking day um <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's not what i needed there we go it's the top no i'm not gonna bother messing with it i'm on the screen and that's all that matters okay. so uh can we just take a moment in the chat if you're here and if you're if you're available to type in it we just take a moment to applaud these three for the awesomeness they have had to deal with all day. We've had Liam run an entire game on D100 rolls and tables of his own concoction, in and fairness. Chaos. But at the same time, chaos.
2: kind of chaos I love. Oh, dear. The um, chaos is great.
0: We have Emma, who had to run her first game ever, and also had to have at least me at the table, who's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I won't speak on the other two's playing abilities, but I'm an asshole player. <laughs> that was quite lovely. Um, and then also, uh, as you can see down below uh, on the stream for me, just below me, you can now see the third. Uh, the third time we've had a special guest on because Jade apparently has the ability to polymorph into anyone throughout the entire day. With 15 <laughs> now, minutes <laughs> game time, she, she's managed to go, Yes, now I am this character. Now I am this. Like, don't question her abilities. Um, just know that she's probably paid a price for it and has another level in Warlock after this. Anyway. Yeah, uh. that's
1: probably accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But yes. Um, seen you for the first time so pretty so well done everyone for your uh for your madness um and each of them in their own realm have done amazing things so if you have the ability to to support the this madness with uh, some more donations please by all means do but also stick around if you just want to watch it because it's almost just as lovely just having someone to listen to this wacky stuff than having to stick a couple of bob on it as well um, and
2: trash talk us in the comments because it's actually oh, yeah, quite amusing. Yeah.
0: Yes, I have loved every moment of uh, being trash talked. Mm-hmm. Um, so, let's get this madness underway. Well,
2: Liam's already in character. Yep. <laughs> oh,
3: I mean, I am currently doing my final legs of uh, advertising, making sure um, that all of the things are in all of the places. Um, I'm
1: just doing one thing. I'm gonna
0: Still let these like. just do uh, suddenly everyone puts this. Be, be very careful what you wish for. Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> um, but yes, um, it is at this point, whilst everyone just sorts out their last little bits, that I tell you that this uh, game. If you are interested in our podcast and you want to follow us on 16 Camera Keeps, you can see the uh, right at the bottom. You can see our uh, our gear for Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. We're a weekly podcast that goes out every Wednesday afternoon. And this game is going to act as a precursor. No. So everything Ooh, that happens oh tonight God. has direct effect onto campaign two.
1: Okay, excellent.
3: I I uh, campaign
0: oh. Uh, uh, Jay just missed that. Uh, so everything that happens tonight is a precursor to campaign two. This is all going to affect things that happens in campaign two. But they've not even met
2: our. Co- We've not even met our
0: characters yet. And that's why this bit's going to be fun. And also for those that pay attention, when they start episode one in September and they hear me say one line in the description, they'll go, "Hang on a minute! What? That was the. the, the we were there for that. Oh, um, and also, your the the BBG will be in the room from the off. Um,
1: Good. Uh, it's me it's not me
0: it is you um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's whoever, whoever survives Vardwin out of the back Vardwin. royale Vardwin. that is you free is
2: the only time we would ever see Vardwin smile
0: <laughs> yeah so let's jump into this um, as always uh, as is with our podcast um, I use two people for background music just in case you're interested in what you've been hearing in the background um, you'll be hearing the lovely music of uh, Kevin MacLeod, the legend that is in confrotech.com. He ran all throughout Emma's game as well. Um, and uh, also the beautiful music of another d d podcast, if you want to go check them out, of the Bombarded cast. Uh, the Bombarded podcast, I won't do a whole spiel because it's not my podcast and I don't really care. But also it's a band of musicians who are in an actual band playing D&D together. Their bassist, I think it is, is the DM. And they write actual songs off dice rolls and stuff mid-game that they then have to perform to co- complete a part of the game. And it's it's a wonderful listen if you want to go listen to them after this game.
1: After Do this, don't go Stay.
0: now. Stay. Sit down. Please.
1: Don't
2: Stay. go now. Please.
0: Yeah, in fact, if you've got the internet, if you download the first episode, so it should be done by the time we are finished. Anyway. So i'm going to start now is everybody sitting comfortably
3: oh very much so
0: good so welcome to the curse of the golden the the curse of the golden kraken (laughs) so we start our game in waterdeep it is a dismal morning with rain crashing down across the streets ...and buildings of the famed capital of the Sword Coast. It is overcast, it is cold, it is windy, it is miserable. And across the wharf district and the actual harbour itself of Waterdeep... ...there is a murmuring as a strange alien ship... Rides into the harbour. Not a lot can be seen as it, uh, it comes into docking. They can't see the crew, they can't see the captain, they can't see the helmsman. But what they can see are intermittent flashes of a humanoid figure or multiple humanoid figures flashing across the rigging and the deck itself. We flash forward about three days as our three players that we will be meeting shortly arrive in a very overcast and dull afternoon. You have been called, each of you, by the Black Staff of Waterdeep, the Archmage that reigns supreme over Waterdeep's academia and arcana output and input in the city. She is a formidable person and a formidable member of the Lords of Waterdeep. She's a terrifying chess player. As each of you walk in a overly long <laughs> welcoming room of opulent red rugs, dark varnished wooden tables, as sconces and torches across the walls light in a very creepily but moody setting of the Blackstaff's manor. Who would our narrative camera pick up in their sights? If we'd like to introduce each of our characters, you're welcome to go in any order you like, if nobody talks within the first 20 seconds I will pick on you
1: Uh, I will go first Uh, my character is called Jack Quicksilver Martins he is a cockney Um, he is a variant tiefling so um, variant tiefling paladin I have dark blue skin that Emma did not do makeup for. Dark blue skin smells a little bit of brimstone and sulfur. I cast no shadow, no reflection, and I have extremely sharp teeth. And in a former life, I was a cartographer and archaeologist. So I, I do lots of history stuff. Um, although, hilariously, I oh know my scores do reflect that. I just thought my scores were like really crap for history. No, they're all right. So, um, yes, that is me. Somebody
2: else go. You'll see a very, um, overdressed human. Very human, but human nonetheless. Very fair skin. Some would say almost white as snow, and hair as black as a raven. Um, lips as red as an apple that may be poisonous. At some point, um, I go by the name of Blanche Snowforge uh, because I do not want to get struck ba- down by the uh, by the mean old mouse in the sky, uh, especially as an ex-employee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, variant human uh, bard druid. I've multiclassed. So, um, so that I felt I could do this character justice.
0: Love it. Mm-hmm. And finally, and most certainly knowing the character not least. <laughs> never say that about royalty. <laughs>
3: exactly. <laughs> Hi. Um, so, although my hair doesn't reflect it, um, shock white hair. Uh, beautiful necrotized face. Um a high elf of the highest regard. Uh, king or crowns blade of Mythbranor is Varduin Salutar, who is a necromancer and fighter. He's the kind of wizard that Gandalf wishes he was. (laughs) And even if the rest of his companions here today die, they will live on in his glorious undead army.
1: I don't don't like that.
0: (laughs) The things I created by letting him have (laughs) Mithranor.
1: Blanched does not. Uh, did you ask our permission before you just invite us to your undead
3: army? A king needs no permission.
0: <laughs> just briefly before we jump into this, um, Varduin has been played before in our group, in our first campaign where we played Tomb of Annihilation and went into a homebrew game where Liam very politely asked me a question of I want to end the game feigning my death, and, and I basically made him a king because I didn't see the message in time, even though he told me several times beforehand. Yeah. Uh, but he's now got the crown's blade. And
3: now I'm going to make it everyone's problem.
0: And now he's going to punish me for this. Um,
2: um, while you were chatting, did you see the comment? No.
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: you died it's
2: glorious you're mine
0: now okay thanks bye
2: Jesus Christ I go away for a (laughs) night and now Snow White is chatting away with a young Neville Chamberlain
0: (laughs) that is the beautiful Zagreus Black
2: Zagreus Black
0: (laughs) a darling a wonder and just a perfect human being Um, if you want to go watch (laughs) his streams when he does his redemption stuff and just it's like Bob Ross beautiful Um, anyway Enough of advertising other people's stuff. Let's jump into this. So, you guys have been walking up what feels like at least ten minutes, and you're not sure if she has... Well, actually, one or two of you, being quite high arcane spellcasters, would probably recognise someone has deliberately stretched time in this corridor, so it feels like walking longer. As you walk up, and you can see in the distance, sitting on on this kind of regal throne at the end of the room... A very aged but dominating figure black kind of uh, almost penny dreadful looking attire with the the folds and uh, different like extremities that don't seem to be needed but also you couldn't imagine the dress without them you can see these kind of like puffed shoulders you can see a very beautifully carved uh, whalebone corset um, that sits against uh, the bodice of the Blackstaff of Waterdeep, her eyes cleaving through the semi-darkness of the room and almost boring into your very being as she looks upon you. Each of you, in turn, walk up, and as you get closer, you can see that normally to her right side would be her secretary, a very quiet and smarmy gentleman uh, who has a uh, kind of a very slimy persona as well as a very slimy just attire he looks like the very definition of door-to-door insurance caller anyway um are we talking like
2: wormtail
0: we're talking yes wormtail um the i can't remember the guy's name but um the 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 advisor in uh, Lord of the Rings to um, uh, the king of... uh, Oh god, you know when you've just had 12 hours of streaming? There you go. Uh, There's been...
3: They're all worms.
0: Yeah, everything with worms. 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 And all all secretly dragons. Um, Anyway. (laughs) Um, But yes. Um, However, not standing in his place, instead, you see very alien figure now for all of the sword coast and each of your uh traverses around it you will be aware that there are anthropomorphic animalistic creatures and races such as tabaxes or the lizard folk however nobody's ever seen this humanoid badger folk that stands to the right of the black uh, the, the black staff of waterdeep he wears formal attire, um, looks to be wearing uh, like a heavy trench coat with the, uh, the, the shoulder kind of uh, go- coal cowl uh, hanging down as it cover gives extra cover in heavy rain. Uh, he smells as you get closer for those that can smell it of sea salt and of at least a good week's hard labor. As you come forward and come into ear range, the black staff clears her throat and slams her quarter staff or her her uh, staff of power onto the uh, onto the side and exclaims to each of you, "Ah, and well met! I am glad the three of you were available at such short notice. Please do not allow me." to uh keep the wool over your eyes any longer, let me introduce you to the man of the hour, or indeed the man that has called you here through my own powers. This is Stanforth. Stanforth clears his fro and bows his head towards each of you very uh, kind of respectfully and also in that kind of same manner that you would expect um a a, a citizen would treat royalty to each of you not knowing if this is fitting or not. The black stuff continues. Stanforth here is a quartermaster on a ship known as the Aurora. It is a vessel that we have recently came into contact with, um, and apparently was originally named after further inspection, the Golden Kraken. We have not met many of the crew. I have had the pleasure of, and I say pleasure, and you see Stanforth's corner of his lips lifting uh, as he go, as she goes, I've had the somewhat weird pleasure of meeting the captain um, and one or two of the higher-ranking officers on the boat, but I have not met all of them, and I cannot speak for any of them, but I can say that what Stanforth here has called for yourselves upon and through my own powers upon... ...is of no small consequence. I will uh, give the floor to Stanforth now. And he steps forward. Good afternoon. I um, I apologise to interrupt any plans you might have had. My name, as I have already been introduced, is Stanforth. You may not be aware of what I am. I, unfortunately, am not aware... Of what I am. I have been informed I am referred to as a badger folk, but I remember not being like this when I were younger. And that is why I call upon a party of strong individuals that can deal with the unknown. The Black Staff has been very kind in calling you free upon as you apparently will be all that will be needed in her understandings I come from a small isle on a collection of isles known as the Pendle Run it is on a plane of existence that is separate to this one known as Cordelia the Pendle Run is a pirate island miasma of fun pain hard-working individuals but one of recently caused quite a bit of upset those that have gone there intentionally or undeliberately have ended up either never leaving or being changed entirely as I say and he gestures to his entire body again I was not this when I were younger I request that you three join me on the Aurora. back to the Pendle Run to try face-down the Golden Kraken. We stole their ship, myself and my captain, and a few brave men willing to join us in a... to fix this and... I'm hoping now, we can lay this to rest. I'm happy to answer any questions you might have before heading off, and I can understand you may need things, we set sail, but if you would meet me on the dock by the aurora, by sunset, we will away. And he bows again and steps back to where his original standing was. The Black Staff just kind of nods towards him and then turns to each of you and gestures as if opening the floor to debate. That's good to me.
1: I'm in.
0: No other questions?
2: I don't think so I do believe that anyone that needs help should be helped
0: ah, and this is why I believe that Euphri as some of the most powerfullest individuals I know would be I don't want to send an army on a ship and cause a civil or multi war I'm thinking a small syndicate group of people versed in different skills such as yourself, Crown's Blade, or even the abilities of a once cartographer, down to the audaciously powerful spells of a high planar druid. Each of you have a skill set that means that this will not be a... I will not be flogging a dead horse. I will be sending people who have an ability to, if not end the situation at least it's at this point that discord drops I do apologise everyone as we um, pull this back up aren't they beautiful their frozen faces though I'm I'm so glad that we've all done costumes today (laughs) here we go and we're back. Little, 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 Apologies, guys. Um, right, uh, where where did I drop off yeah, for yep. you lot? Flogging um, a dead horse. Flogging a dead horse. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't think I'm flogging a dead horse by sending the three of you in my stead or in in army's stead, as you will each be able to, if not end the problem outright, you will be able to judge the situation and return with warning, should it be needed. Now, I unfortunately cannot offer you a reward until I know what I've sent you towards. So, as always, I hope you will understand when I offer the word of the Blackstaff, your work will be recompensed.
1: Sounds good to me.
0: I will allow you to peruse our armory, if anything might be needed last minute. Um, obviously you have the full um, the full spectrum of Waterdeep's commodities and uh, stockists of fine and <sighs> materialistic goods. Uh, by all means, as Stanforth has said, we're not expecting you to leave until at least sundown. So if you need to prepare anything, by all means do. And she gets up and leaves out of a side door of the room. Stanforth starts to walk down the corridor, leaving you in place and allowing you to do what you would like.
1: Oh. And he makes a mental check over his inventory. I'm pretty much set for weapons. How about the rest of you?
2: Oh, I'm always prepared. (laughs) You are. What did you say your name was again?
1: E? Mm. That
2: one. No, 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 the silent it, one in the corner is very well known. What was it? Sorry.
1: So silent. It's scary. Oh. Think it was Varduin. 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 I'll just keep
2: calling him Crown's Blade. Oh, After all, it's the proper title to use.
1: Doesn't look like he would object to that much.
2: Right. Oh my god. Review edit! <laughs> I do about a smile coming from a <laughs> <hard wind. laughs>
1: <laughs> Are we... Yourself.
3: ...leaving yet? Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Unless you've got anything you want to get... while oh, you're here? Anything. and do, see, write about, Just spell on, I
3: don't know. Wonderful, another talkative one.
1: Oh, it's like that, is it? It's
3: it be a is fun like that, yeah. I
1: do oh,
2: that's have outrageous. a question for everyone. Can, can you all whistle?
1: no
2: oh. what well, there goes that song because i can't whistle either
1: no it's just air all right
0: so with each of uh, your your affairs set in order um as you have been given the afternoon to sort anything you might you board the aurora the crew are an eclectic mix of anthropomorphic animals. The quartermaster, you've already met, the badger folk, Stanforth. The cook is a cow-like female uh, on her hind legs in a minotaur-like fashion. Um, there are hedgehogs, crocodiles, lions. The captain, a heavily drunken orangutan by the name of Captain Jouvert Peanut, <laughs> seems to prat from the rigging every time he gets up. From his uh, from his afternoon nap. Um, everyone as you spend your time across the ship uh, seems to talk about how uh, the captain is unkillable. They've known him since they first met him on the Isles of the Pendle Run um, and have heard stories about apparently that one time he was eaten by a Tarascan lived but he doesn't go into it that much. Um, Thank you, Liam, for this morning's game.
3: Um, You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, I'm so glad that it's the non-Maker 5 that's right now. (laughs)
0: Um, It is about (laughs) a week and a half of sailing afterwards that the first of the interesting circumstances come to play. The first thing you sense, and some of you will be aware and have used planar travel, so it is without complete surprise when you feel it, that you are overcome with the taste of zinc in your mouth, and a feeling that you have just stepped into a room and forgot what you're doing, even if you have not moved, as you sense the sensation of passing through a planar rift. It is known throughout the world that apparently every now and then there are certain kind of almost like gates in the planes that allow travel from one plane to another. Uh, Some of them are much more easily accessed uh, by just opening a door in a pub and entering a well. Others, less so. Um, But it's the second one that starts our journey in earnest. As each of you are resting in your quarters, doing what you may, across the week that you've been travelling, you are all brought to a a state of awareness and awakeness by the rocking of the ship much more chaotically than has been of late. There has been no sign of storms across the the sky, there has been no signs of a tide building up, so when the boat completely rocks uh, to the point that anything in your room kind of slams against the wall, it is, it is shocking. However, you don't have much time to react as you immediately feel and hear the sounds of the boat being lifted and then slammed into the waters again. You are thrown up into the air and slammed into the ceilings of your rooms and are knocked prone and out cold. An undeterminate amount of time later You each awake to the sound of lapping waves, warm air, and bright sun beating down upon your very waterlogged beings. You have washed up upon a shore of a seemingly tropical island. The bow of the golden kraken, or the aurora, is jutting out of the water about 200 feet off the... Shore of the island you're on. And unlike the first game, there's no golden circle above it. <laughs> no green flame. <laughs> green flame. Two things I need you to do. One, can I have a constitution saving throw from everyone, please?
2: You may.
1: And this you may. Is yeah. Nineteen. Oh, I really wish it was a dexterity throw. <laughs> I wish
0: it was yeah. charisma, because I've got
2: plus 16. Oh, no. 16? I've
0: yeah. got three. Three. <laughs> Ooh.
2: Oh, yes, this princess is very, very fragile. Her fair skin <laughs> is probably quite sunburnt. Right,
3: darling, I've got you. 16. Oh,
0: my. 16. Lorian would not like that. Mm-hmm lovely so for liam and or oh, excuse me do this properly for vain and for uh, I believe it was jack yes for varan and Jack you have one point of exhaustion for blanche you have two points of exhaustion
2: Points of
0: exhaustion, oh as the very nature of being thrown about knocked unconscious and then surviving a shipwreck and then being washed up on an island your body feels beaten like no other time you have felt in your lives it feels like you have you have gone 10 rounds with several boxes in a weird battle royale you never signed up for um i'm going to ask for the next bit now and say, can I have a D one hundred roll from everyone, please?
2: <laughs> I do love a D one hundred. Oh man, I haven't
3: done enough of these today. <laughs> <laughs> Sixty two. Sixty two. Okay. Let me, let let me do it on D and D Beyond. Sixty eight. Sixty eight. Okay. Uh, let's do.
0: Let's do. Yeah, right.
1: Roll it. Roll it. Here we go. What are we getting? We're
0: seven. Sorry, Forty-seven. 47. Okay, um, excellent. You're all in the mid-range that I wanted. So, um, I want you to look at your items on your character sheets. And um, two of them are disappearing, Probably. washed away in the seas. You can choose what they are. I won't force you to lose anything that you might want to keep specifically, but Two of your items in your inventory are no longer there
3: any specific sort of thing that it kind of has to be
0: nope it's just that in the chaos of you being washed up on the shore okay. and in the water log of you uh, your body somehow coming out of the wreckage you are uh, you have lost these items somehow um in the, in the, the the kind of madness that it was
1: uh, do, do you need to know what they are no nope. just okay. for yourself.
0: Put a line through them so you can't use them. So if I suddenly, let's just say, for example, one of them was a tinderbox, and I go, Cool, you're in complete darkness. And you go, I've got a tinderbox. Ah, fuck. Rather than going,
1: I'm Literally taking stuff out of my inventory now.
0: That's fine. Um, excellent. Again, this is just a little bit of setup for the fact that you've just been washed up on an island um, with no idea where you are. Um, as for more description, now you come to you can see as i say behind you jutting out of the water the bow of the aurora and you can also see now getting up and taking in your surroundings that this this golden uh seashore stretches off in both directions for quite a distance and you can also see off in the distance past the shoreline other small islands that seem to be uh, off in the distance um, it would be no small uh, jump of uh, leap of faith to understand that you are in the Pendle Run area that you had been aiming for. Um, but in the tree line, you can see a plume of smoke coming off in the distance, and you can see several jutting, kind of like mountainous peaks that poke out of the top of the tree line in odd fashions uh, around the tree line that you can see above, uh, ahead of you, sorry. What would you like to do?
1: I'd like to go off towards the tree line, please.
0: Okay, cool. Um, Can you make a perception check as you start to get up and brush yourself down and head towards the tree line?
3: That will be with disadvantage because of the exhaustion.
0: Yes.
1: I think it's if you put your exhaustion on D&D Beyond, does it automatically do it?
0: i don't know yeah. sorry. i don't use okay, DDB D&D on that, that though, much because
2: so. my my uh walking speed is exactly the same and it's meant to
1: be halved yeah, yeah that's a good point isn't it yeah mine's the same well okay. twice to uh, take the lower two, two, um, no worries uh do disadvantage let me run again five
0: five as you step closer and you can hear the general sounds of what sounds like wildlife coming off uh from the tree lines but as you get closer it's almost like you hear the tree line hold its breath. All the noises of the twittering birds and the cricking of beetles and little things just. <clears throat> well,
1: that's bloody weird, is it?
0: After you say that, you just hear this low, dry.
1: Is <laughs> that pulling my rapier out? Just like turning in circles is it show yourself
0: you can see no figures through the. they're not thick dense tree lines so you can see the spaces around the trees and you can't see any creature near you but it sounds like a hyena laughing
3: these trees You, they're, they're normal trees right
0: yeah it, uh, for all intents and purposes it's just a thick luscious forest that sat right smack bang on the edge of this island and there's a small beach that is uh, kind of jutted up against the tree line okay mm-hmm. there's no response to your come out it okay, starts to I fade now.
1: Okay, I'm lowering the rapier, but I've not put it away.
0: Okay,
1: it's holding it ready, but down by my side. Oh
3: yeah. Uh, let's test. Um, In. Um, I will take my familiar who at this point is a raven. and Famous I will snake send the raven? It...
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: uh, and I will send it flying out to investigate.
0: Uh, up above the tree line to look around? Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, are you looking through its eyes or are you... Um... Are you just... Uh,
3: up to whatever the range is at first, but then I will just let it that, do its thing.
0: I think it's 100 feet or something like that.
3: Yeah. Uh, something in that region.
0: Something close to that. I'm, I'm going to go with, as it's a level 21 shot and you're an all-powerful wizard, we're just going to go with that regardless. Because um, nothing that happens tonight will ruin anything in terms of d d playing forever. But... <sighs> <laughs> Hold my beer. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, as you send right. I'm immortal. as you send Snake the Raven up, um, you take a, a moment to focus and you see through uh, their eyes, and you start to take in the the bird's eye view of the island. Um, there are two clearings within at least an hour's walk of you. One is off to war, and if we were to say that the way you're facing is directly north. To the northwest is a smaller clearing. It looks to be about 30, 40 feet wide. In the center of this, um, in the center of this tree line, there is a an obvious cut open circle that sits at the base of one of these smaller mountain ranges. Um, to the far east of the island. You can see that there's actually like a semi-circle kind of moon-like shape uh, cut out of the tree line, which leads onto this beautiful kind of lagoon. There, the the actual sea and such. It looks like a like a destination you'd prefer to go on holiday and not be forced here by um, some sort of nasty DM who had to write a game quickly. <laughs> he didn't have to write it quickly. He had weeks. <laughs> but yes. Um, Yes, someone quickly cast Wish and change all of this. So we're all <laughs> in Margate! Um, anyway... No! <laughs> Don't know why Margate, that was the first thing that came to mind. Uh, but Margate's yes, nice. um, from the plume of smoke that you can see, it's coming from that smaller clearing, and you can see no sign of humanoids or anything large walking around uh, on the uh, areas that you can see through the tree line. What you will also see as you're up in this area is the central um, mountain range. is not a mountain; it's a volcano. Oh
1: shit! It's going to come into play later, in it?
0: Potentially, don't know. There's
2: okay. alcohol in this coke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> obviously for twitch we don't drink alcohol so uh, don't know what you're on about
2: <laughs> i mean
1: i'm actually not this is just going...
0: <laughs> ah good
1: well, just...
0: Actually. other brands are available <laughs>
1: <laughs> i love that jim's still watching hello jim i've just realized because i've just i've only just tuned into twitch so jim
0: um
2: I'm assuming okay. I'm still nowhere near them because I'm only allowed to walk to the,
0: f- at the moment you're just on the beach so you are wherever you'd like to be on the beach there's nothing like you can walk up to each other it's it's only when we get to more combat sides that you're, a, mm-hmm. you're just a little tired walking behind us slower fashion it's fine
2: maybe I should change my name to
0: Aurora
3: <laughs> <laughs> um Right, so, bring back uh, Snake the Raven. Um, So, there don't appear to be any of these humanoid things anywhere in there. I would suggest that we head towards the smoke. Yep. Seems the most logical choice. Um. Yes.
0: Excellent. As you head into the tree line, uh, you start to head in the direction that Varduin has uh, suggested, and the tree line is... Fairly natural in its uh, in its visage and the way like the way you're walking through it feels like any other forest you've walked through. There's no like disconcerting things that happen as you walk through. However, you do notice um, as you walk through for people who may not spend a lot of time in rainforests and other areas, they might be more city dwelling. There are actually a species of frogs and uh, kind of fauna that start to appear as you travel through that seem to be unlike any you've seen on the sword coast there are frogs that as they uh, inhale and in their their chins and their throat expand and then they release a small bout of fire explodes out there are bees, that as they go down, the tone of their of their wings hitting the air and the, ma- making the noise actually drops in tone, and goes up, and almost as the few of them together move, it's like listening to an orchestral piece moving across the the air. There are plants that seem to actually respond to the fact that you are near them as uh there are there's kind of this kind of orchid like flower which has this beautiful kind of pinkish blue shade to it um that bows towards you um as as you come nearer and lets off this smell of almonds um you have (laughs) don't touch the almond Don't touch the I almond know, flour. you
2: prefer cyanide, I prefer the marzipan.
0: <laughs> I know which one I prefer. Picks bad. up the yeah, flour I and eats that,
3: it. That kind, of, that kind of makes sense. With the, I mean, look at yes.
0: Anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I will just say, um, I, know, I know we're not supposed to be sidebarring much, but my mum, my who's never seen D&D, has just come into the room and is, is watching over my shoulder as to what's going on.
0: And Hello, mum.
1: Go. Hello. Can... Those... <laughs> Hello. That's Steve.
0: That's Steve. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the one with the mustache. Um anyway. Yes. So Oh, we're looking at my laptop where I can
1: only see me and Liam right now, so I don't <laughs> know.
0: Technology. What a beautiful yes. face to see. And also Emma's. <laughs> um anyway. Um
1: <laughs> Young Neville Chamberlain
0: was what I got. <laughs> anyway. <In the> <laughs> As you start to uh, walk into the tree line and you see all these weird creatures, and the, this kind of weird um, soundscape starts to fill around you, the sign of civilization starts to pick up. Ahead of you, you can hear what sounds like drums, this kind of low tribal going. Kind of, you can hear the murmuring of a crowd and you can hear it's jumanji as as robin williams is reanimated and my heart breaks again um because i won't accept the other jumanji why did you waste all that money sony anyway um
2: oh i kind of enjoy it if i don't accept that it's
1: linked anyway yeah i just think of it as a separate film
0: so um as you come closer and closer you can hear the sound of murmuring it sounds like a small crowd is building up And what sounds like singing and almost, like, as you get closer and closer, but without getting too close, you can hear what sounds like people arguing. If you would like to stop and make a perception check of anything to try and work that out, by all means, I'll let you. Um, Yes, please. Please tell me if you have a specific want to be, like, a certain distance away from this grouping, or... Uh, No, I got a 17
1: for perception. I'm happy to be... As close to them as you need me
3: to
0: be. Okay. Oh no, now I need to do some maths. <laughs> uh, 32. Fuck the Yeah. 32. 30. Level are you, 20. Are
3: you guys rolling these ones with disadvantage. I just gotta be that oh. person. No,
1: that's
0: a good point.
1: I forgot disadvantage. Oh. Well then I'm it,
0: sticking it's it's with my first team. Okay. So it's um, 17 and. 21. 21. Level 20, kids. Always won Okay. Um,
3: 34. Th- with disadvantage. I have plus 14. <laughs> right. Yeah, plus
0: 15. Excellent. You're all really good. Well done. You could hear basic fucking things. <laughs> anyway, everyone take a round of applause. Uh, anyway, uh, so, as you get closer, and I'm going to say because uh, you said get as close <laughs> as you want, um, yep. you can see now what looks like a very rudimentary and uh, kind of shorn out of uh, woods and bone and different kind of carved objects. You can see what looks to be an amphitheater which has a cascade of different anthropomorphic animalistic people in the auditorium area and five individuals that you can see on the opposite side. The conversation you can hear is the, uh, the audience itself murmuring back and forth, and you can hear the closer audience members arguing over, I think he should be killed. Well, I'll, I think, actually, we should put him forward into the volcano. Surely that would make Moreau happy. And then uh, it's just multiple iterations of that. You can hear different people just having conversation and argument over this person should be punished for something and how they would punish him what you can see oh bone.
3: I just want to clarify just one thing in terms of description yep did you just say that that thing was made of bone
0: yes yes I did Varduin Mr. Necromance there are parts of the there are parts of the uh, like this auditorium amphitheater area that they've made which has a fire in the centre of it there's this kind of amphitheater going around one the, the right side of the fire and there's kind of like a almost like a court scene has been laid out to the left of the fire, where there is a, a, an X kind of crucifix type um, uh, item that is sunk into the ground, two large pieces of wood bound by rope, um, and on it you can see one of the five members that you could see on the left side, you can see Captain Peanut is currently tied, um, arms up and legs uh, splayed on this cross. Um, the St. David's cross not in a, uh, uh, a more um, of a cross that we may be familiar of um, Oh no anyway <laughs> oh well by other places um, what does catch your attention that you may recognise though is the three individuals that sit in uh, intervals ahead of him and sat behind as you're walking closer you can see sat in this regal kind of uh, thrown, kind of uh, plinth area is a uh, four different individuals for the first three I will describe these because I want to leave the best one to last um, yeah. the three individuals in intervals um, in front of Captain Peanut are like mind flayers they have sagging purple skin sickly black eyes with no eyelids. You can see these tentacle-like swinging appendages from where their chin would be if they were a normal human. They appear to be at least two to three foot taller than your normal mind flayer. And unlike mind flayers who would normally wear these kind of in in the kind of archonistic robes they wear very kind of open flowing um kind of almost like uh uh, like essentially like tunics and of a part of of a uh, attire that might be mistaken for uh, mage users even though they are not themselves mage users because they don't like that stuff it's sickly according to them these ones are all dressed in um, these kind of almost like um, bandoliers strapped across them Um, and where there would normally be the bullets of a shotgun shell or anything in these bandoliers you can see inside them are fish and squirrels and rodents and different little things that seem to be in place specifically to identify each of them one of them has burn marks on the sides of their heads where ear holes are on the other two. And like ears, there are actual sinking indentations, almost like a whale's blowhole, in the sides of their heads for where they would hear. This one has burned, scorched, quarterized flesh that shows no ear holes. The second and middle of the two has burned flesh across the eyes. And you've probably guessed it already. The other one has its tentacles tied in a knot and the ends of it burnt to make a fleshy kind of like ball at the end of the tentacles. As you may have already worked out, hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. I was going to say that. But now brings me to my favourite part because I haven't done this in a while and also starting this scene off properly. As you get closer and you start to listen in, you hear the blue short spindly weird-looking creature that sits on this pedestal he has sickly long greenish toes uh, with toenails that look like they haven't been clipped in centuries he has a very weird-looking like almost like a pillowcase wearing as a dress um, with holes cut out so his spindly little arms can reach out and sticking out the top is this very large almost and it's it's not Laws of physics have been ignored by this head being on this body as this large head with white sprouts of hair coming out the sides and out the top and a spindly goatee dropping down from his face as he stands up on his plinth and goes, "Hello everybody, Welcome to the Kangaroo course. My name is Bobbao. I will be your speaker for this evening. Oh God, it's been a while. <laughs> 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 so so, so happy please. Everybody look towards the Disgusting fuel. Oh, sorry, I don't like him And he gestures towards Captain Peanut um, Please see The convicted convicted has been accused You know what this is really hard to understand I can see some of the faces And he clicks his jaw into place um, As it is normally un- It's dislocated normally And apparently great pain putting it back in But it- excuse me As, uh, some of you may be aware, Captain Jouvert-Pinois left the island under the assumption that he was going to find more for our cause. Moreau was most happy with that. He took a small band of people. He took Stanforth. He took Gugowit. He took... Dare I say it, he took the twins. And do you know who didn't return? The twins. That's probably going to be the worst part of all of this. Now! what do we think the punishment should be and there is an uproar from the audience as they all start to shout ideas as it's been quite a lot of me talking what do you guys do
1: let him go to shout from over here
0: just whilst that's happening is there anything the other two would do <laughs>
3: sorry I mean things are clearly going to go south
1: you're always going to do that at some point weren't <laughs>
3: This is fine. Um, I could probably do with uh, my trusted companion. And Radoin will take a small miniature chest. He will unlock the chest. In front of him will appear a larger chest. A replica of the same one that he had. Opening it up, out will hop Skeletal raptor.
0: <laughs> yes. You not. Jumping oh, out oh, of the box oh, for oh, our viewers yeah. is the skeleton of a velociraptor. No, it was a dionysus. <laughs> uh, a dionychus. Um, jumping out is the skeleton of a bipedal dinosaur. Um, shorter arms, uh, forearms that sit at the uh, the base of the neck. Um, a very kind of like, um, uh, if you imagine a Velociraptor's kind of head, if you don't know what a, uh, a Dionicus is, I had to Google them. Also, take a moment, Google Dionicus. That's what it is, but the skeleton of it. Anyway, um, as you shout, um, Jack, let him go. <laughs> Silence! As Buppado the Sayer, turns and everyone in fact turns towards the uh, the the clearings uh, kind of tree line that you are walking in from and uh, Bobado just shouts come forth if you must interrupt the court of Moreau
1: back walks up to where he's pointing um, he's regretting his rash decision to shout out but at the same time, he's styling it out with a bit of swagger as he walks up. Such a cockney. <laughs> Such a cockney. Such a twat. Not a
0: off. So you walk in, and everyone everyone gasps as this tiefling walks in. Um, and uh, buffado steps back a moment. Another tiefling. Not again, we will not- and he gestures, sir, toward you, we will not have your kind on our isle.
1: It rises, I, isn't it?
0: If you only knew what the last of your kind did.
1: <laughs> I mean, bad then.
0: And he, uh, he gestures to the three guards and says, I will leave you in the capable hands of our law speakers and he jumps off the plinth he just jumps off the plinth he doesn't care what you're saying and just starts walking off into the tree line behind him um the audience the audience sits again uh, and almost like ready to watch what's about to happen um and it's at this point for the first time of our level 21 shot i'm going to ask you all
2: is this a disadvantage
0: Uh, it is technically an ability check yes uh, because it's a dexterity check Um, I learned this the other day (laughs) listening to a podcast and going I've never ruled it like oh is it okay sorry Hmm. the more you know Um,
1: 20 I got a 5 on my but, first one I rolled it
2: again and got 12 so I'm going with the 5 <laughs> um, I'm not going to complain because I rolled a 19 the second time so, so, I'm so going that will be, to... be um, nice. big I'm
3: going I like to... going last I've always liked
1: going last
0: 7 ok apologies 25 in total right so that was 7 for Varduin. was that mm-hmm. uh, 25 for Blanche and sorry, what was Jack?
1: Five.
0: Five. Ah, level twenties don't roll so well in certain things.
1: <laughs> no, they don't. My initiative... yeah, my
3: a disadvantage.
0: Oh yeah, I, yeah I'm aware. Is
1: fine. Second, so my second roll wasn't great
0: either. So I am going to. Uh, I've shared with you all in the chat on our Facebook uh, the, uh, the 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 um, the link for our game on Albertedia if you would like to join us there, if you haven't already. Um, I'm just placing you all slowly but surely onto the map. Uh, That's Varduin, so Varduin will be... I'm going to put you down that way, just because... um, to give the screen enough space and all that, because the joys of internet! Maybe if I delete the download, that'll give us a bit more space. Yes, perfect, perfect, perfect. And then finally... Right, so... Say,
3: first because I know it's going to get more... <laughs> it's
0: get Let's change the name. I was just going to say, can I do a quick kind of like... There we go. And just put like in a... That'll be the audience. There we go. And then the plinth will be over there. And the...
1: Guys, the I'm taking my moustache off because it itches my face terribly.
0: <laughs> right, let me put... I, oh, I
3: understand...
0: Yeah, yeah, moustache is right!
1: I, know. <laughs> I mean, my whole head is itchy right now. Yeah. It's just tickling my nose, and I don't know what the glue is on the back, but it's just starting to itch me too much to
0: keep on. Um, right, I'm going to move over to this screen, and I am hoping, if everything has gone to plan... Oh it's slightly broken. Um, I've put our stream onto the map view for our viewers, oh well, um, look he did it better than me it's because I had chance to set it up over the two games <laughs> um, I just Mr. want
3: fancy pants with the bells and whistles
0: <laughs> sorry are you going first fancy pants <laughs> or are my bells and whistles apparently <laughs> <No>, I am <laughs> yeah. um, right I just want to change that one thing because that's going to bug me for the rest of existence um, I'm just going to set um five two five. that should take that problem out of there so apologies that it's a little um, it's a little squashed on the screen but it's the best i can do at short notice so uh, please take this as the scene um for uh for blanche and for varduin and for prancer who i'm about to quickly place down uh you are in the tree line so you're off screen at this point but i've just placed you on the uh, the area there so you have idea of where you are. Let's put, Wonderful. let's put, I think that's probably the best sign for, for. Uh, don't show any, I could see you moving things uh, Mr. Hand that is doing things on my hand, that's me, it's not you lot, don't worry I'm not shouting at you, but Was I'm like- trying not to spoil the end of the game because I've moved one of the tokens. Um, anyway, <laughs> so um, if you can all see comfortably as i say the large red square to the right is the auditorium or the amphitheater sitting area the larger of the two to the left is captain uh, uh crucifix and the seating of the uh, plinth where bupado was uh, is the smaller square the free ullafid uh, images you can see will be playing our uh, see no evil hear no evil and say no evil mm-hmm. This uh, large square thing is just the fire in the centre, and I've placed the Ma- Fra- uh, Le- Frank, uh, Jack here, and you guys over here as well. Um, <laughs> and we will uh, we will go ahead and do some fighties. Let me pop some fight and music on. Oh man, I haven't done a level twenty since the pilot of AU, and I do not miss it. <laughs> so we start the round. With Blanche Snowforge, you are—I would imagine—about twenty or so feet out of the tree line's edging. So you're about twenty. You're about um, uh, four squares off the screen to get you to where you are now. Um, if you would like to uh, continue with your plans, I mean, no, I-, I say it so you have time to make one. <laughs> This is how turns are meant to be spent, yes.
1: <laughs> going through all of my spells. I'm mm. gonna see what I can do to kick it in the dick. Who <laughs> I wanna kick in the dick. Do, 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 do. seems like a likely candidate.
0: <laughs> but Pado has disappeared.
3: Um, yeah, otherwise he'd point... already be dead.
1: I'm gonna find him and
0: shove his his He's a lowly duro. He doesn't have enough hit points to deal with level 20s... yet. Oh, so that, that
1: would've been fun. Never mind.
0: Nobody gets to kill Bopper. And- okay?
1: <laughs>
0: He's mine. My- He's the nuke near. He's staying forever. <laughs> yeah. He has been in every campaign I've ran. He
1: has. I'm glad he turned up. Happy with this. oh yeah I forgot that I can
0: misty step what are we doing Blanche
1: come on Blanche
0: it's gonna be okay so you've got these free mind flayers you've got your f- new colleague who's walked out and said some silly shit some silly shit some silly shit, shit. Yes, I remember saying <laughs> some silly shit
1: I'm Egyptian
0: Not Spanish. I'm different.
2: I'm not going to do anything.
0: Okay. You stand in the tree line. You take a moment. You go. I'm gonna see how this pans out, and just watch from afar. Well,
2: Um, I've not actually provoked any action.
0: Oh no, no, I get it. Um,
2: I've been silent I'm very sleepy <laughs> so I'm actually I'm going to do the sensible thing I'm actually not going to do anything
0: brilliant um, right Until I need so um, with that um, this brings us to Death um, who is going to float forward um, in this very creepy fashion um, it seems to take no speed it just floats very matter-of-factly um, from the central position towards Jack. Um, so... 30, 30, 10, 15, 20, 25 to get right in front of you. So it dashes towards you uh, to use half, uh, double its speed, but it just floats further and further towards you. And as it does so, it just starts, like, almost, um, gently caressing one of the squirrels on its bandolier and you can see with this one that has the burnt holes over its ears um, you can see that this one uh just its tentacles start quivering and the eyes kind of raise as if it's grinning towards you um but that will be its turn um that brings us to mute uh who is furthest back mute is going to just float 5 10 15 20 25 30 um, out into the distance, closer towards the auditoriums, uh, kind of the seating area to the uh, the right of them. Um, he just floats um, over around the fire, keeping you all in, uh, or keeping at least uh, Jack in eye range, um, or sight, words. I can't do this today. Has it been great doing 12 hours of this? <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyone else really tired?
0: No. Which brings us mm-hmm. next to Varduin and Prancer. Again for yourself, Let's... you're 20 feet out of the uh, of the the screen.
3: Yeah, so I will I will be wanting to move 40 feet in.
0: Okay, minimum. So that's fine. So uh, 40 feet would bring you 20 feet into the screen. So we'll go one, two, three. So that would pop you about there. Do you want Prancer to follow along, or?
3: Yeah, it's using Prancer's move. move.
0: All right, so you're riding on Prancer. Excuse me. No, that's yeah. fine.
3: Um, that's, that's that's basically... That's pretty much going to be the whole thing, isn't it? Cause it's going to be hopping on. Yeah. Movement. Um,
0: Not a problem. So you ride in and you see these free Mind flare creatures um, that look, uh, as I say, all for all intents and purposes, like Mind Flayers towards you, but they also uh, seem to be a little slightly... kind of adapted.
3: Um... I'm just thinking bonus action a second.
0: That's right. Um, can,
3: but should I.
0: He never he knew he could, it didn't mean he knew if he should.
3: Yeah, I will. He um, will. Dragon's Dragon's Breath. <laughs> hey! Um Dragon's Breath and it's gonna be acid.
0: Acid, excellent. So you feed a little chilli pepper into Prance's little mouth. Hello,
2: oh, no, <laughs> yeah.
0: She yaps and dances around excitedly, sounding like a xylophone that's been dropped down a stairwell. Um.
3: Yep, that's that's me. That's what I've got. And yes, <laughs> I'm only doing that
0: at some level. Excellent. So you feed the, pe- the pepper uh, and you just pat Prance on the head and just grin towards the two, directly in a beautiful line ahead of you. <laughs> um, which will bring us to... Jack Quicksilver Martins.
1: I am going to attack with my Holy Avenger longsword. <laughs> Here it uh, comes. And try and swipe across the the middle of
0: F in front of me, please. Excellent. Roll for your attacks, Holy Avenger.
1: It's a twenty-four
0: hit. It will indeed hit. Okay. Do you want to roll each so, of them and roll all the damage, or roll individually?
1: I'll say that again.
0: Do you want to roll? Because do you have extra attacks, or is it just the one? I think you've got extra uh, attack as a paladin. Uh, yeah, I've
1: got extra attack, so. Um, Excuse me. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll
0: roll again. Whichever is comfortable for you. If you want to roll both of them to see, uh, wh- or how many you have.
1: Well, the next one was twenty-eight. So just does that hit?
0: That will also hit. Yes.
1: Um, so damage, we are sorry. It's been really slow rolling dice. That's
0: um, fine.
1: Nine slashing damage.
0: Nine slashing damage one, to death.
1: Then another nine slashing damage. Never. However, however, yes, yeah, bonus action. Yeah. Also, like take staggering smite, which mm. uh, with while I scroll through these. Daggering Smite, which uh, is a bonus action. The next time you hit a creature with a melee weapon, during the spell's duration, your weapon pierces both body and mind, and the attack deals an extra 4d6 psychic damage to the target.
2: Oof.
0: Um, Just because, you know, it'll be fun. Do you want to stick that one on your second attack then? Yep.
1: Because you hit it first with Um, the the smite and then... Yeah, because I was a bit like, I don't know the best way to read this, so I'm just going to do the attack bit first, then do the bonus, but kind of want to do them at the same time.
0: Yeah, go for it. Okay, so an extra 4d6 is uh, 10 psychic damage. 10 psychic Death. damage.
1: And he must make a wisdom saving
0: throw, please. And a wisdom save. Okay, dokie. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I was just briefly looking up... Can you hear Okay, that's fine. Uh, I was just looking up Holy Avenger because I was like, that's an awesome sword. How is it only doing 9 damage? Uh, but then realised... I done something wrong no it's not yours it's because if it's an undead creature it does extra damage or um undead or fiend oh. Um, oh, okay. um so you need uh so it's a nerva, 10 psychic damage, psychic damage. and, and damage then a save. wisdom save mean, throw, excellent where's the cause for death there he is um roll a wisdom save for me that's a 26 uh
1: yes that passes um
0: Oh, freezes again. They just love Discord. Thank you, everyone, for sticking with us through this. Um, we've been uh, been surviving the internet as best we can for our, for our this, but it's a it's a trial, as always. Um, um, turn on camera. Apologies. You were just telling us about your uh, your wisdom save.
1: Um, yeah, so because it failed the wisdom saving throw. It passed the wisdom uh, save, didn't because it? because it succeeded the wisdom saving yeah. throw, sorry. Um, it's just the slashy damage and the psychic damage. It
0: doesn't, Excellent. Get- so you quickly pull your blade, cleaving it across the chest, sw- uh, almost knocking several of these small creatures in its bandoliers off um, and uh, raking the blade across its body, where you see as the blade crosses it, um, it opens a gash across the flesh that's not covered and as, it, as the blade leaves it, it then almost like um, a bit like when you drag um, a, a, like a, a stick through water it interrupts it but then fills back in in a very delightful fashion um, Anyway um, <laughs> it, it, It's gonna be in a minute when I, when I ask you to do some other bits um, Anyway, is that all for you Jack? that is both of my... Excellent.
1: ...attack and
0: not That brings us to Blind, who is going to move... Oh. 5, 10, 30 to the fire, and doesn't look at either of you, but just starts floating towards the fire, as if somehow being able to see where, where they're going, and just places their hands into the fire, and there is a pulse of arcane energy. Um, can I have... Um, all of you, including Prancer, roll a. I think it'd be an. I think it's. Uh, uh, I, I've written this rule um, uh, weirdly, so I think the best one for it, um, and it's the one I've written for it, is an intelligence saving throw. Can I just <laughs> say?
1: Yep. It's important. Um, the Holy Avenger um, has an aura of thirty feet which means that friendly creatures have advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. Nice! just want to point that out, so if you're within 30 feet of me while I've got my sword out... Good. good. <laughs> sort of.
0: Is there anyone?
1: Um... No. no I don't I think it. so.
0: getting
1: no, get in my aura, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what check did you just ask us uh, Intelligence
0: do? saving throw. Yeah well i would like
1: to
2: say that because i'm feeling so tired um i do believe that i only have got four,
0: four. Mm. I've got seven seven i mean I- i'd uh... be surprised if this isn't like 50 from
3: <laughs> whoa <laughs> it's saving throw yeah
0: yep please oh only uh, need 28. 28, nice. And for Prancer, please.
3: Prancer. Uh, uh, that's probably not going to be that great. What is. Prancer.
0: What have you, what have you got in terms of.
3: Fun? Okay. Cool. Uh, that's a 9.
0: 9, okay. So everyone but Varduin. Oh, Varduin would take half of this, in fairness, actually. So, um. Okay. 10, 18, roll one more. So, 19, there we go. So, everyone but Varduin takes 19 points of psychic damage. Varduin, you would be taking 9 points of psychic damage. Um, including the three uh, uh, kind of mind flare creatures take 9 points of damage uh, from this. Because they all failed as well. Um, Varduin, for you nothing changes you just have this weird blast of energy comes out of the fire it kind of washes over you like a warm flush um and your mind sears for a moment but then you just shake it off uh, and you uh, kind of return to your normal cool calm demeanor for everyone else and i apologize to take this away from the one man who probably would appreciate this the most you see everything around you kind of it's almost like the arcane energy that explodes out of the fire brings a wash of change, is the best way to describe this, as almost like a a rippling tide effect sprawls across the ground and washes over anything it covers, as you see everything around you and every person in front of you suddenly looks pixelated, glitchy, as if they are held in place and they're kind of like, they're trying to hold the image there, but then there's another image on another layer below them, in the Photoshop that is the current surroundings you're in. but everything suddenly starts glitching out and you look like you're looking at a very battered, old, like, vintage uh, VHS that's been played too many times and slightly warped. Everyone has this weird 8-bit kind of graphic to them, um, which, when you look at them again, they look suddenly almost perfectly CGI'd, and then again you look at them and there's this weird kind of, like, 90s computer game graphic of them, where they're not pixelated, but they're not perfectly kind of round either. Um, as uh, as uh, um, as Blind uh-huh. casts Alter Reality um, yeah, because this is something that sets up a campaign 2 um, he's not it's not Alter the Reality of all of campaign 2 it's just part of the reality that's in campaign 2 anyway um, that is his turn uh, that brings us to Blanche Blanche, you have not done anything to these creatures but already you've been hit by a swath of uh psychic damage you have seen these creatures uh just kind of very uh menacingly move towards your colleagues what would you like to do
2: I mean, they've just been so rude i did nothing to hurt them so i'm going to run forward as fast as i can even though i'm so tired which um, is 15 feet
0: 15 feet so you I'm going to give you you're on the edge of the screen now like you literally just up <laughs> and almost collapsing with <laughs> tiredness you're like just at the edge of the clearing the trees are now behind you you are stood in the clearing you can see this happening ahead of you um, is there anything you'd like to do in this moment?
2: how far away am I? So even I'm off
0: screen. No, you're so you're just on the edge of the screen now. So your closest combatant is in front of uh, Jack, which is uh, 30 feet to your left, um, and then 50 feet ahead of you is the one that put its hands in the fire. Um, just try to see if I can do the math quickly. 50, 60, 70, uh, 80 feet ahead of you is the one that just kind of floated off towards the, aud- the audience
2: then i'm going to cast um entangle on the one that's going towards the audience the one that's 80 feet away
0: excellent um what did that do
2: uh so grasping weeds and vines sprout from the ground in a 20 foot square starting from the point within range uh so him okay um, for the duration, the plants turn the ground in the area into difficult terrain and any creature in the area must succeed a strength saving throw or be restrained.
0: Uh, be like that. So, strength saving throw from them. Um, that... Yes. <laughs> that's a 7.
2: Um, no, that did not succeed, so they are restrained.
0: Okay, excellent, so... Spell ends. Okay, he is held in place by these vines that kind of wrap up around him. Um, Excellent. Uh, Anything else for you, Blanche? No. Okay. (laughs) That will bring us to Death, uh, who is going to, um, with quivering tentacles, um, is going to uh, roll a tentacle attack against, uh, against Jack. Yes.
1: Why would he not?
0: So that is... A, uh, that is a 27 to hit, Jack. Yes,
1: that hit.
0: Excellent. Jack. Ah, you Yeah. You will be taking. We've learned about this on our evil campaign, haven't we, Liam? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, not great rolls, not great rolls at all. So you take 14, uh, no, 14, pl- so 19 points of psychic damage. And you um, and you are now grappled uh, by the yeah, tentacles. Okay. So um, don't worry, I'll explain this to you now. So um, you, it lunges forwards and its tentacles go for the obvious thing. It wraps its tentacles around your horns and your bowler hat and clutches around the base of your head, holding you in place. As you kind of look around and not really sure what's going on, you then look up. And in the place of uh, where you would imagine a mouth might be is a huge, pale, bone-white beak that is just snapping and yapping, trying to get towards your forehead. I like Um, it! I like it! For Grappled, um, your speed becomes zero and you cannot gain any benefit for bonuses of your speed. Um, And... uh, the condition ends if the grappler is incapacitated uh but the condition also ends if the effect uh removes the grappled creature from reach of the grappler or the grappling effect such as when a creature is hurled away by thunder wave spell. so basically you are just held in place by this tentacle uh, these tentacles wrapping around you um but the second thing i need you to do is make an intelligent saving throw for me 25.
1: 25?
0: through sheer just kind of adrenaline and willpower you look at it and you kind of feel yourself starting to white out and panic but then you just kind of shake it off and go i can get out of this i've I've got out of worse spots i can get out of this fuck this um you are not stunned by this you are completely uh, like which is even worse i think you are completely (laughs) conscious in this grapple in the middle of this tentacle hand kind of around your head um anyway
1: question about grappling yes Um, I can't move what about spells and whatnot so you can you
0: can do you can do anything you would normally do you just can't move Um, you can use your action to break out of the of the grapple though by rolling a strength check for us when we get to your turn um lovely that brings us to uh the uh, now trapped mute at the uh, far end of the kind of court scene if you will who um has a uh, an similar effect uh, where looks down at the uh, the the vines grasping around him and doesn't seem to care um he is going to uh turn away and then turns again back towards uh, back towards all of the group at large fa- that you are rather than the audience um and i believe with the distance of this no you'd get all of you still um could i have another intelligence saving throw uh from all of you please including the two main players that are there and i believe he also has to suffer it they
2: all. 18
0: 18 excellent three three
3: uh for france so it's 10, 10. And For when it is 24 sorry 25
0: lovely um oh much more on this one uh um 29 so um for 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 all of you but uh let me just double check the dc again because i think i might have done this wrong earlier uh so that's So, for all of you but Varduin and um, and Blanche, you take uh, 34 points of psychic damage. Um, For Varduin and uh, Blanche, you are taking uh, 17 points of psychic damage.
1: Oh god, what did we have to score?
0: um, I won't tell you. Sorry, what did what did you score again? Sorry, uh, twenty. Sorry, I misheard you. Um, you would have took the the, the uh, seventeen. Sorry, because it. Okay. okay. Oh my God. Sorry, no, I thought you said three. three. Oh, it
1: was twenty-three, and then you no, no, no. said three, so I went no twenty-three, and I was like, I don't know if he's actually
0: heard that. Not so, a problem. What
1: the hell, what he to score?
0: Which means that unfortunately you don't get to see this moment um as for all of you you will take the slamming uh, energy into your heads uh, including all of the uh, the mind flayers um but prance is the one that takes the the biggest brunt um but for the mind flayers and prancer alone and for our audience to see what would happen time shifts again or reality shifts again and this time you're in a tv studio and turning around is Michael Palin in the uh the suit from uh from the uh the game show they do where they're uh, where they're uh blackmailing people i think it's blackmail I can't remember the name of the show or the sketch itself but it's the one where it's like we have a photo of an MP in Westminster um, but he has the weird like cheetah tuxedo the big kind of 80s cartoon hair the little pencil moustache holding a stick that's a microphone but for some reason his his chin has like this weird kind of wispy beard that hangs around with his cravat you're not sure why maybe it's just the alter reality can't completely change reality um, <laughs> But we're suddenly in an 80s TV scene. Uh, but for the rest of you, um, you are still in that 8-bit... Re- Actually, no, because you've saved this one, you'd all come back to reality. So you're all seeing the normal island the that you're is on. Reality. Yes. <laughs> um, that brings us to Varduin and Prancer.
3: I'm so glad that I turned Prancer on dead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she would not still be standing otherwise. Yeah. Um right. Uh we are going to
0: continue moving upwards forty feet, please. Moving upwards forty feet, excellent. So let me just uh,
3: I assume I'm attempting to close in really on uh the closest one.
0: Oh the one. close the closest one to you would be the one in front of uh jack do you want to go to that one yes okay cool so 5 10 15 20 25 30 35 40 puts you right next to them oh. boop wonderful <laughs> no he left
3: <laughs> too soon oh. uh, so <laughs> That's the move action, uh, and then we are going to be going with... Can I get a dexterity saving throw? Yes. uh, From. I'm going to say yes, disadvantage,
0: because he's currently holding on to uh, Jack with the tentacles. Um, That is... Oh, that's not great. That's 14.
3: 14, wonderful. So uh, here comes the acid damage from Prancer
0: it's this weird little like draculich that has been turned uh, from prancer
3: that is 14 acid damage
0: 14 acid damage
3: and that is just the start of the (laughs) turn. excellent uh the next thing that we will be doing is we are going to be starting off with a booming blade
0: (laughs) uh haven't missed this fucking stack (laughs) I have <laughs> oh no my great creature I have bye <laughs> um,
3: so booming blade with the crown's blade oh
0: god Gosh. with the crown's blade <laughs> it was so much fun writing this blade <laughs>
3: uh, how's the 25 hit you oh that'll hit oh cool so let's do the initial damages. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh no. right, so uh we have got uh twelve magical slashing damage.
0: Twelve magical slashing.
3: And then after that it would be uh 13 uh, thunder damage.
0: 13 thunder damage. Nice.
3: If it moves, it will be taking another um, 4d8. Only if it moves willingly. Okay. Uh, And for my next trick...
0: (laughs) Go on.
1: (laughs)
3: Um... Would you be classified as... Well, let me just double check the placement. So, am I Am I within five feet of um, uh, Jack? Yes. Yes? Yep. Hey. Jack, would you be classified as a willing creature right now?
0: Yes. Wonderful. Yes, action
3: surge. Action, surge, dimension door.
0: Excellent. Uh, where are we blinking exactly. out
3: to? Uh, we are going to be teleporting. I would say let's get up to the one that's near Bukido's stand.
0: Okay. So yeah. we're going to put... the
3: remains in place.
0: Okay, I'm going to leave Prancer there. I'm going to put you two next to them like that, but not in the square, because I imagine you'd be smart enough not to do that, being mm-hmm. an intelligent uh, elf yourself. ha <laughs> Um, excellent so uh, for, for this moment as uh, Jack you're sat and you can just hear echoing around you the sounds of everything uh, and also the yapping of this uh, beak above you and you just hear and on that last one you blink out of existence and you open your eyes again and you are now staring over the fire at the, the, uh, the mind player that was just grappling you with the uh, this um, skeletal dinosaur next to it uh, the other one with its hands still in the fire, and you're currently next to uh, this one that is currently wrapped up in... Uh, in... Um, in... excuse me, as uh, I words... entangled. Uh, um, lovely. Um, anything else for you, Master Vardamin?
3: Well, let's see. That was a... move. No. That was an action. That was a second action. Uh, I do technically still have a bonus action. Do it. Uh, see, what have I got that I can bonus action?
0: Uh, Jack, just a warning, you're next.
1: Yep, that's fine. Ready.
0: Uh, I think
3: I am all spent.
0: For this one. Annoying. No. That's a problem. That brings us to Jack then.
1: Um so I've still got Holy Avenger in my hand. Yep. Um which I'm going to cast Holy Weapon on it as a bonus action.
0: Okay, uh, what does that do?
1: So holy weapon, uh let me just get that up so I can give you the exact wording. Um uh, it oh, there it is. Um So you imbue a weapon you touch with Holy Power. Until the spell ends, it emits bright light in a 30-foot radius and dim light for an additional 30 feet. Any attacks made with it deal an extra 2d8 radiant damage on a hit.
0: Okay, excellent. Then it says
1: as a bonus action on your turn, you can dismiss the spell and make more damage, but I'm using Holy Weapon as a bonus anyway. Okay. Um, So I should be able to do my two attacks, and one of them will get the special...
0: The weapon stuff on it. okay cool who are we attacking you're currently stood um you've got this kind of like mossy vining area around uh to your left um with this one next to you um we should have to move around towards and you've got the one on the other side of the fire um that is currently with its hands in the fire
1: i like to try and chop the head off the one that's closest to me please
0: okay um i believe because you'd have to get into the space to get in there You'd have to throw a dexterity saving... No, a uh, strength saving throw against the entangle to move through it.
1: That's very true. Is that right, Uh, uh, Blanche? uh,
2: Sorry, let me pull it up again. Sorry. Um, I was looking at my next move. No, the understandable. (laughs) Uh, um. Entangle. Um... The ground in the area is difficult terrain. It's a 20 foot square starting from the beastie person. Yep. Um, and if you try and go into it, uh, creature in the area when I cast the spell oh when you through, cast it saving throw okay so, so no, um, no that's it's fine it's difficult to ray. yeah
0: so that you're just having to trudge through the the vines to try get towards it but you get there uh with no problem because it, you're using your speed to get there so roll your attacks
1: okay so first attack this is without the holy weapon that was rubbish an 11 that's not gonna hit is it
0: uh an 11 misses unfortunately
1: yeah. so um let me just bring the holy weapon thingy up again so I can add this. Um, where? There it is. Um, hmm. So it adds 2D radiant damage on a hit. So, my second hit att- attempt. <laughs> uh, oh, Fuck my life. Does a 12 hit?
0: Unfortunately, a 12 doesn't hit either.
1: Fuck's sake. I'm really cross now
0: understandable um as the uh as you swing the two blade it, it's almost like using the vines to his advantage the the mind player is just kind of swinging back and forth and again um with this one uh you're you're not sure if it's um if it if it's the uh like they are doing it because obviously you can't see their face uh properly but you can see the sides of the chins near the eyes raising up in a grinning fashion. Um,
1: I'm impressed not impressed with you this
0: is there anything else for you
1: no but because I have activated holy weapon there's a lot of light growing from my sword
0: excellent Um, so that brings us to the one by the fire Um, and the fire the the one by the fire is going to uh, throw their hands up into the air in a kind of exclaiming way and you just hear what languages does everyone speak just quickly
1: this um, common, p- infernal,
0: telepathy. Bissell, common, infernal, oh, telepathy, okay.
3: Just common, draconic, and elvish.
0: Okay.
2: Celestial, common, druidic, and dwarvish.
0: So, nobody no one is. Under- nobody speaks the one I'm doing, then, I don't think. Sorry, what was uh, just again for me, Martins? What was yours? Um, Abyssal, Common, Infernal, Telepathy. That's the one uh, that was me So, for you, um, I think you recognise some of the words because it's close to Abyssal. Uh, but it shouts something along the lines and you've already heard one of the words which doesn't come across in the way that this language comes out. Um, you hear Moreau. All of you hear Moreau in this thing that it shouts out into the air exclaiming to the heavens, if you will. Um and it just holds its hands in the air in kind of like this glorious praise the sun fashion um but that's its turn and we'll see what happens with that in a minute <laughs> that brings us to blanche blanche what are we doing
2: um has it been a minute
0: um it has been we're currently on round three so it's been 12 seconds oh,
2: Okay. Um, time in DD, right <laughs> Ent- well, Entangle is a concentration spell, so. That's it. I'm just doing that. I'm doing my thing.
0: Okay, you just hold it in place. Um, excellent.
2: Yeah. You can't Are all of your other spells
3: <laughs> concentration again?
2: Sorry?
3: Are all of your other spells concentration? No. Because you just... can cast other spells as long as they're not concentration.
2: Oh, oh well I mean my next plan was another concentration spell. <laughs> um but I can I can make new plans. What we got? Okay. Um hmm, not that one, that's concentration.
3: <laughs> that's um, what I was like. I Did you do that build again?
2: I mean it is me, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> uh... No, um, Let's not do that. That would mess up everything for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the way to do it <laughs> <laughs> No. 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 Everything useful is concentration. <laughs> yes, is the answer to your question, Liam.
3: <laughs> okay, that's fine. Cool. I was just checking. That no, brings...
0: Um,
2: oh, because on. the rest of it's all like Healy stuff and I don't need to really do much of that at the not really, really.
0: Okay. Um, that is going to bring us to Death, um, who is going to Uh, being quite annoyed, uh, turn around and points a uh, a very gnarled finger in the direction of um, of Varduin. Varduin. Uh... May I have an intelligence saving throw from you, please?
3: Of course you
0: can. I know you're you're an intelligence man, so... Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine cool so you will be taking uh, 17 points of psychic damage Mm -hmm. Um, but there is a moment for you and I think it fits quite well that the wizard would do this he turns and he clicks his fingers towards you and there is no sign of an arcane bolt or anything that comes towards you there is nothing that kind of shows what he's doing but then immediately you recognize it as there is a searing shot across, almost like something has slashed a blade through your brain. And it shakes and leaves such a searing pain that you take that full uh, damage of psychic damage there. However, you don't suffer the other part of the spell. However, just for you, my dear, because you're a very high-level wizard, he did try to cast it on you. That thing that I like. He, he, he tried to cast <laughs> it on he, he did just try to take the mind of the, of the mind the mind guy
1: the mind guy
0: 8th level spell <laughs> but it's okay because okay. you know I got to cast feeble mind for once and I never get to cast feeble mind it's one of my favourite spells okay. I just also signed his death warrant <laughs> mm-hmm. um excellent that is his turn as he looks at you and there is genuinely like a a, almost like you kind of feel a bond in some respects i imagine as he gives a very apathetic just (sighs) as the spell doesn't work um that is his turn that'll bring us to um the mute again who has just uh, called out into the sky somehow um, especially being the mute. No, the mute's the one on the other side. I've got the, the mix up again. I apologize. The mute is going to, um, looking towards uh, the easy prey. Roll a tentacle attack! That's cocked. There we go. Um, that is a 19 to hit on Jack. Yes, that hits. <sighs> Do you want to roll an intelligence saving throw for me, please? For
1: God's
0: sake. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> what is with all the intelligence? Uh, 21. 21, lovely. You're fine then. Um, however, you are now um, grappled once again and you will be taking a resounding um, 23 points of psychic damage. Oh. As Farduin just next to you, you just hear the... Uh, as somehow the ball that the, uh, the, the tentacles are uh, tied up into uh, snaps um, and the ends of the tentacles start to just latch on to wherever they can. Um, this time, rather than it being in a, uh, a wrapping fashion and holding under your neck, um, for you, Jack, it's literally... You can feel it straining as hard as possible, trying to slam its tentacles into your brain, almost like it's trying to break um, the the uh, break your, your cranium with its tentacles. You look up, um, uh, just in... It's almost because it's the only thing you can do. And this time... There's no beak. There's just this sickly blackened maw that is squelching and s- kind of sloshing in front of you, and you can feel this kind of acidic bile dripping onto your forehead as it tries to slam its uh, mouth onto your forehead. Um, oh, oh. Oh.
1: I don't like
0: it. <laughs> I have added a little bit of fun into this game. <laughs> Finally, that He's brings a us. you
1: bastard! You're a bastard.
0: <laughs> that brings us to Varduin.
3: With fire. Right. So I either save you again or I go after the other <laughs> one
0: that attacked me. <laughs> save you again. Uh,
1: the one that attacked you, obviously. I got um. us into this mess in the first place. Just so let me <laughs> die. Yeah.
3: Well, okay, let's do a thing. Let's begin with uh, Prancer. Yep. So, a deck save, please. Dex save!
0: Ooh. Ooh, that's bad. Um, that is an eight altogether.
3: Eight altogether? That would be a fail. Fail. Two, five, eight acid
0: damage. Eight acid damage.
3: Want to waste anything better on them? They are not the real threat. So, uh, how uh, how much in range am I on it?
0: Um, on the one that attacked you, um, yep. you are uh, t- 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 30, fifty feet. Yeah, you good? Fifty feet.
3: Uh wonderful, I will make a range spell attack with uh Firebolt?
0: Firebolt? Go for it.
3: Or chill touch. Mm. Firebolt, it's not gonna be able to regain anything. Uh How's a thirty treat you?
0: Thirty hits
3: (laughs) Uh um twenty-eight fire damage.
0: Twenty-eight fire damage. Excellent.
3: Um uh, and then bonus action, second wind. Nice.
0: Um as you uh as you hit him with the uh with the the, the firebolt, it slams into him. And you watch as th- the cinders burning in his chest slowly start to eviscerate over his body and he just drops into a, c- a pile of bones and ashes uh, on the floor in front of Prancer. Um, death is gone.
1: Pray for the Billy Joel spell. Well <laughs> done. Um,
0: that brings us to Jack. Jack. Um, Same difference. Yes. You're locked in uh, a grapple. You can either... Uh, use your action to break out of it, or you can just do things and have zero speed.
1: Um, but can I still can I still be stabby? Yeah. Or oh, is it literally okay? Um, cool. Um, let's do let's do the usual holy avenger nonsense. Okay. Um But as a bonus action this time, I want to cast Vanishing smite.
0: Okay. Cool. Go for it.
1: So let's do uh, attack first. Is that does a sixteen hit?
0: Sixteen hits, yes.
1: Sixteen hits, so um slashing damage for that first one is a five.
0: Five slashing damage, excellent.
1: Then I will I will cast um banishing smite.
0: Yep, what is time?
1: Uh, I will talk you through banishing smite. Um ah, does an eleven hit?
0: uh 11 doesn't hit but you ca- you said you were casting banishing spite on the first one didn't you so
1: well because it's a bonus action i didn't know the best place to say that you
0: you i'd say it's on your first attack because you asked for it on that one so you you still okay. hit with the banishing tell us
1: um so, banishing smite um so uh buh, 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 there's an extra five d10 force damage Ooh. Um, One, two, three uh, okay. four, four five um, so there's an extra 29 horse damage nice and could you please tell me if they are on 50 or below hit points
0: um, they are below 50 hit points with that yes
1: in which case they are banished to a different plane of existence from the one we are on um so if the target is native to a different plane of existence than this one, the target disappears returning to its home plane. If they're native to the plane we are on, they vanish into a harmless demi-plane while they are incapacitated until the spell ends. And how
0: long does the spell end? Uh, last. The
1: spell so. ends for one minute.
0: Okay, cool. Um, lovely. Uh, anything else for you?
1: No, that is both of my things, and I will shake myself off because now this thing is banished, and I've got its sucky tentacles away from my face.
0: Not a problem. So this brings us to um, this brings us to the end of combat because of one thing that happens here. I know there is one player still on the board, but this thing disappears at this point because. Of the following thing, so as you've all been uh, taking your time and you you saw this one place its hands into the um, place its hands into the fire, throw it up in the air and shout something about uh, a Moreau. It then turns into a, uh, a almost like a, a spiral of water, and shoots up into the air above the fire itself. And it starts the spiral of water tur- kind of morphs and molds into a shape. Yes, Valerian.
3: Is this a spell?
0: Technically, yes.
3: I cast a cantrip as my last attack on purpose. I did not use any other spell. Okay. I am asking you.
0: You wanna you wanna do? If
3: I encounter spell.
0: Now remind me with counter spell. Um. <laughs> it's if it's higher than the level you're casting it at, you have to roll plus your and the DC.
3: Uh, uh DC equals uh ten plus the spells
2: level.
0: Okay.
3: Hold Yeah, ten plus the spells level.
0: Okay. Um I'll I'll let you roll it and see if you can stop it. Okay.
3: Uh so I'm casting uh at need to double check my stuff. Yeah, at fifth level. Okay. Roll Sorry. away. Let's just see. Okay, so it's an int thing, isn't it?
0: Uh, yeah, it'd be an actual intelligence modifier. Believe.
3: Okay, so twenty-three.
0: don't actually know what level this spell would be because i was going with so i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with because this is as i said it's technically a spell so i'm gonna say the spell part of it breaks so this could be interesting um as you uh, as you see this vaunt of water fly up into the center of the above the fire varduin just looks clicks his fingers towards the uh towards the ball of water and a mind flayer's body drops out onto the fire and just squelches and you watch as the flames just slowly start to lip around it Um, and this now not fully formed being um but actually this kind of like amorphous watery kind of visage of what looks to be um it looks like it looks like a weird kind of hermit crab floating in space it looks to be about 15 20 feet in diameter this weird kind of concoction of different items floating on this kind of shell like back with this disgustingly kind of crab like face jutting out the front of it um but again you can't see the full physicality of this creature as it's suddenly made out of water um you can see these weird kind of writhing tentacles jutting out at the bottom of it and these weird kind of like um it's almost like the tentacles are hanging out the centre, and around the edge are these kind of ant-like legs that are swinging back and forth uh, in place. Um, I will allow, before anything happens, for anyone who wants to, to make a nature check.
1: Yes, please. Don't yes. know why, because my
0: nature is not
3: high, but why not? I'm hoping that, you know, uh, our... Really? No?
2: Nine. <laughs> That's I was
3: relying on you. It? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, of course. You
1: bastard I got
2: I mean,
3: level. okay, I got twenty-four still. Twenty-four. Lovely. Is.
0: In, it, okay. What nine. Is, nine? It makes sense that Varduin the all knows everything. <laughs> so well, once I got to be clever. So for Varduin, you know this creature immediately by sight, um, and you're probably glad that you uh, that you didn't um, uh, you didn't kind of let it get its full uh, legs in the space that you're in but also it would have been quite an interesting thought for you as you look at it and you're sure that's a Morkov like the the very very so, like the, the very description and the way the water is moving looks like a Morkov but it looks bigger than any Morkov you've ever read about it looks like it's probably two or three times the size of a normal one for those that don't know um the morgoth uh otherwise known as the wraith of the deep uh, are a very um very almost like the the baby krakens of mind players. i kind of like to think of them they are these kind of d- disgustingly kind of grotesque hoarder like creatures that make shells out of every kind of piece of item they they find and they love um this one seems to have grown quite a collection as its head is jutting out of this the body is more collection of items than it is anything else and these weird little like ant like legs are jutting out the front uh, like i say like a hermit crab it's jutting out the front and its tentacles are hanging at the the front of the shell with its legs jutting either side of them um as it now not in full form um Calls out to the group at large as Moreau speaks, and I expect you to listen. Come to the volcano room. And the water just drops and cancels out the fire below it. And the audience, as one, stand up in a very zombie like fashion, turn as one and start to just walk off the exit of the auditorium and out into the tree line towards the volcano at the centre of the island. It's at this point we're going to take a 10-minute break. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I know, um, unfortunately we're having to wrap a slightly bit earlier because of uh, unforeseen circumstances, but It's been a long day, and we're trying to give you the ending that you deserve, dear viewers. Um, And also, we want to do this outright, so we're we're not going to cut it too early, but we're trying to give it the thing that it deserves. And also, I'm really looking forward to the end game of this, because... Oh boy, howdy. (laughs) Um, Because it might not be a fight, but it could be a fight. Might not be a fight, but it could be a fight. Anyway. We're going to go for a quick 10 minute break. It is uh, 37 past now. So, if we come back for uh, 10 to uh, just thereabouts, uh, so 10 to 10, excuse me, we will wrap this campaign and this day up with the madness that happens next. Um, see you in 10.